Welcome to the Management Insights podcast series hosted by McGraw-Hill Education. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, engaging millennial and Gen Z learners in the classroom. Our guest, Rob Konoposk. Thank you for joining us. Tell our audience a little about yourself. Sure, Debbie, I'd be glad to. I'm a management professor, Texas State University in the McCoy College of Business, and I teach a variety of management courses at the undergraduate, graduate, and executive levels. And also, I'm a co-author of several management textbooks with Tom Bateman. My research, which I've uh, done over the last 20 years, it started mostly uh, with international HR kind of global assignments, and in the last few years has really morphed into general generational differences at work and in college. Rob, why do you find it challenging to engage students, um, especially college students? Yeah, I think I think a lot of the listeners can relate to when we're teaching a face-to-face traditional course, or maybe it's part of a hybrid where we have folks face-to-face, and we're doing our best to be engaging and interesting. And we look up from maybe the front of the room or the podium, and we see a lot of foreheads because a lot of the students are looking down at their laptops or their smartphones and all that. And they, they really seem tuned out from what we're trying to accomplish in the classroom. So I think I've thought long and hard over the years as to why this is. And, well, I draw on maybe a little bit of experience from my, my own teenagers <laughs> as, as digital natives, a lot of millennials and Gen Zers are so used to self-directed learning, really just Googling whatever they want, going to YouTube for instructional videos, and pretty much doing exactly what they want to do in order to learn. I might even call it the Google effect, right? <laughs> just jump on Google. You can learn whatever you need. So... That's part of what's happening. Another part that's happening is, again, that, that professor who's uh, in front of the class, maybe the old model we could call sage on the stage. Well, I think that's uh, long gone now, where a professor really or instructor is starting to take more and more on the role of facilitate, right, and guide as opposed to the all-knowing expert. Another piece I see maybe because of so many young people having watched so many entertaining YouTube videos and the like, uh, you know, they see professors and instructors up there and uh, they're not quite as exciting as Jerry Springer, you know, (laughs) let's face it. And as, as instructors, we think, you know, we're delivering amazingly interesting um, information the students need to know. And, and some of them just look like they're bored out of their minds. So I think we need to constantly sort of reinvent ourselves and figure out ways to use multimodal um, delivery approaches in our instruction, do uh, a lot of really cool things in the classroom, um, which I'll talk about in a minute, just to keep them engaged. And, uh, you know, so I think those are the biggies. And um, yeah, so we could probably talk on and on, but those are the big ones. 
So how do you hook the students? How do you change that mindset? Are there some tips that you might give your peers to actually dig in and engage this new generation? Absolutely. Well, I have five tips I want to share, and these are sort of tried and true methods that I've used over the years. And, you know, maybe you're using them already or maybe you're not, but I definitely invite you to to try some of them. First one is I added to my syllabus what I call a uh, focus listening bonus. Now, at first you're saying, uh, this is crazy. We're giving out points here. Well, it's a small amount of points. And here's how it works. If a student does not take out his or her phone, or, or laptop, or gets distracted throughout the entire semester. So if they're really good focus, good eye contact with me, and, and really engaged in the class throughout the whole semester, and they don't get on my hit list, because I write a little list of names of those who do break out their phones, and, you know. So if they're, they're really good, they end up getting this bonus. And I'm trying to reinforce that in the workplace, the reward is going to be that their boss looks up, you know, during the meeting and, 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 you know, this, this junior employee is actually looking at the boss, not at their phone. Second thing I do, second tip would be uh, using McGraw-Hill Connect learning platform. And I, you know, I started just baby stepping with it about four or five years ago because I was pretty intimidated. But then I learned that uh, my, my sales uh, rep, you know, the person from McGraw-Hill taught me that you can just assign LearnSmart as a first step. And basically, I have students fill out 40 or 50 questions. They have to answer online through Connect before they show up to lecture. And all the questions are about that chapter that day. So it's just great to look out and see comprehension in the eyes of many students as opposed to blank stares. Because let's face it, some students will wait to the very last minute before an exam to crack the book or the ebook. <laughs> so, so I have them go through the connect assignment before class, then we have class, and then I give them 24 hours to complete a connect homework assignment, interactive. Maybe it's a video case, a written case. There's a variety of things we can assign as professors. Best part of using connect, it's auto graded. So all the grades are generated and can be uploaded typically to your uh, intranet whether it's Blackboard or whatever. Next tip, in-class exercises. I assign about 10 or 15 in-class exercises each semester, worth a few points each. And these are very powerful. I Like, for example, I may show a TED Talk, um, Dan Ariely, right, talking about irrational decision-making. But before I show it, I said, okay, everybody take out half a sheet of paper, Here's five questions I want you to answer about the presentation. And so while they're watching, they're not only watching, they're really paying attention and they're engaged in the, the content of the video. But I do that for sometimes PowerPoint slides, sometimes mini cases from the book. Um, it can, I, I've done a nice uh, in-class exercise asking students what motivates them here at school. You know, so it's a very powerful, powerful engagement tool. Next tip is many of my PowerPoint slides, which I do provide students, uh, will have a blank here and there, a blank space. 
So they literally have to be in class to find out what the word was from my original deck, which is complete. So it's just like on slide, you know, uh, slide six, uh, word is missing, uh, blank theory. And then when I show the slides, it has equity theory. So they'll know. And so it's just a very small thing, but it's just funny. I've noticed over the years, if I gave full PowerPoints with no blanks, people just show out, lay back in their chairs and don't seem as engaged. So put in some blanks and you'll be amazed. The last tip I want to share with you is uh, just try to include, and I'm sure many of you are doing this already, expert content, expert practitioner content from outside, whether it's guest speakers, bringing them in live, in person. I've also brought in guest speakers from around the world using Skype, which is great. And then also, again, TED Talks and other experts. There's just so much video content out there that uh, we can really leverage it. And students love it because, hey, they're kind of the YouTube generation, right? So those are my thoughts, five tips. I love it because, you know, these are actionable items that instructors can take into their classroom and further modify. So thank you for sharing that. One last question for you. How do you see your role changing based on the different um, types of communication, face-to-face, hybrid, online? Great question. Well, there's no doubt that the movement at many universities is to offer a variety of online courses to reach diverse populations and uh, distant populations, and then also hybrid courses, as well as traditional face-to-face. I feel all three are very important, and I'm adapting with the times. Um, I I love face-to-face, but I'm doing more and more um, stuff online with Connect and other things. Uh, where I'm, I'm pretty sooner than later, I'm going to start teaching in hybrid situations, hybrid courses, and then eventually online. So I see myself developing a portfolio of courses at which I feel comfortable delivering because bottom line is, uh, students are demanding it. They want it. Uh, it represents growth opportunities for universities and for instructors to learn different modes of delivery and most importantly, you know, it's really going to benefit a lot more students. Any last words of advice before we sign off for today? <laughs> well, I probably said too much already, but um, hey, I would love to hear from listeners in terms of some of the techniques and methods they use to engage their students in the classroom through all these different uh, delivery modes, hybrid, online, and face-to-face, because uh, I'm a lifelong learner. Thank you, Rob. Uh, To our listeners, check back for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything. 